0: It's the Daily Talk Show episode 849. Tommy Jackish. Happy
1: Fat Fridays, Gronks. What's happening? What's going on? How are we? Uh,
0: Very good. Uh, What what do you have for Fat Fridays?
1: Well, uh, I go to this bakery Mm -hmm. uh, quite a bit, just to coffee, and there is something in there that, like, I've built a story in my mind about what it will taste like. Uh, I don't know if it will taste like that, but today's the day we find out. It's a... Swiss, uh, oh brioche. That's huge. <laughs> it's, a, it's a, it's a Swiss brioche. It's um, is it got like a chocolate log. or something on it? Yeah, it's, it's got chocolate on the inside. It's glazed. Nah, it's chocolate. Look, let me open it. Hi, Josh.
0: Oh my How god! Are you? <laughs> <laughs> it
1: looks it's like a, a little so uh, did you? Little alligator? That in half,
0: or did they do that? No. It seems it's like it's just
1: a. It, it's just like folded over. It'd be almost like if you had a long roll that was soft and then you folded it in two. It looks um, like a, a anyway, fake,
0: it looks like a prop.
1: It looks better than I think it will taste. That's what it I'm saying. It looks like Aladdin's bread,
0: you know, like Aladdin stealing <laughs> yeah, bread yeah, yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. Like it looks like it's from some yeah. sort of Disney film. <laughs> it's either a rotten roll mm-hmm. uh, that's been left out or it's a
1: really sweet treat. Can anyway, let me have a bite.
0: Yeah. I wouldn't eat it like that. Oh, Oh, mm. well, it's very white mm. inside. So it's a golden outs exterior, and then it's brioche. But I would have mm. thought the brioche would have been. Ye- when I think of brioche, I think like yellowy a little bit.
1: Well, I think you're thinking of like a burger bun that can be a bit sort of glazed on the top. It um, or it's the butter coming through. It's good, but look, I'm glad I haven't bought this previous. Like I'm, you know, when you just like think something's going to be amazing, this yeah. isn't that amazing, but it's good. It's a, it's okay. But that's what we do on Fridays. We we try the mm-hmm. shit and I probably won't yeah. try it again.
0: Try something else. I didn't actually <laughs> end up getting through the pop, uh, Pop-Tart story the other, other day.
1: <laughs> so, you wanted to import a commercial quantity of, of, <laughs> of Pop-Tarts? <laughs> yeah.
0: But you'd never had Pop-Tarts? I'd never had a Pop-Tart, no. And so, I contacted... Uh, USA Foods got to that bit. They do like uh, importing of different products. They didn't have it. And um, I ended up contacting Kellogg's uh, who are the, at the time, they were the, I think they probably still are, they were the owners of Pop-Tarts. And what I found out was there was an issue with importing because Pop-Tarts have uh, gelatin in them. Because Uh, gelatin is like a like a... Animal hoof. Yes, exactly. Hoof. Hoof. And uh, so that's why they weren't able to actually um, uh, import them. And so anyway, I ended up finding like a dodgy shop in the city that did sell them after all of it. Like I spent weeks just like, you know, talking about it, trying to suss things out. Like it it was... I was meant to be running a video production, but like I was... Nineteen years old, you know, out of school, <laughs> meant to be running a video production business, living from. Uh, you living were trying at to source the highest, <laughs> highest quality Pop Tarts. Yeah. Meanwhile, my nineteen-year-olds are trying to source the highest quality cocaine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so I, yeah, I, um, I, I, finally found some in the city. Had them, and I was like, don't know what the fuss is all about. Didn't, didn't really like them. <laughs> um, Just replace, replace Pop Tarts with. Ecstasy or po- uh, <laughs> cocaine,
1: and you've got the same story. Mate, it's not all it's cracked out, to, cracked up to be. Um, little quick update on... <clears throat> not an update. Uh, Pop-Tarts is a brand of toaster pastries that Kellogg Company introduced in 1964. Mm-hmm. If you're calling that a pastry, you have a distorted view of what pastries are, I think. I think a uh-huh. French person would be disgusted that you call mm-hmm. that a pastry. Sure. Pop-tarts have a sugary fill filling sealed inside two layers of thin rectangular pastry crust. Okay, so they're getting away with it because it's crust of pastry. But when you that it doesn't it's
0: well the ones that I like it seems like is, it's off it's off world. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's an off-world food, right? <laughs> well, if you look at especially breakfasts in America in general, mm. it's pretty outrageous the stuff. We we went to IHOP um, when oh, yeah. late, we went at night, didn't we? But the, the yeah. breakfasts that they have there, they really shouldn't be classed Clasped <laughs> as um, not even breakfasts, but desserts. Like it's too sweet for dessert sometimes.
1: Yeah, <laughs> no. And you can put blueberry syrup on everything. Yeah, I mean it is when you're just wanting to let loose. But if that's just your daily diet, it's um, mm-hmm. it could it's it's troublesome. It's real troublesome. Hey, um. There's only three days left. That's including today. Three days left of your 20s. Mm, yeah. Is there Nothing. anything you want to do in
0: the next three days that you haven't done <laughs> in your 20s? Maybe I should try cocaine for the first time. First time <laughs> trying cocaine in ISO. <laughs> do it after 8 o'clock. Can't leave the house. <laughs> Um, there's a
1: there's actually some comedian where it's like some petition to get him to take coke. Oh, really? It's the most bizarre thing, but it's all, it's a running joke. Anyway,
0: I don't suggest it. Okay. You probably uh, can't get it right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what, what do you think? What, what am I missing out on in my 20s? What should I be doing? Very,
1: very limited to this time, but is there anything like, let's just spend the next 10 looking back mm-hmm. on your 20s uh-huh. and just, uh, you know, um, reel off a few things that you're proud of Mm-hmm. In your twenties, okay. yeah, and then a few things that you didn't do where you, where you think you would be by now, mm-hmm. but you're not.
0: Okay, sure. So start positive and okay, negative. Yeah, okay, yeah, perfect. <laughs> that's how we like to do things. Uh, by the way, I've got a bagel coming, just for those okay, of good playing at home and okay. care about what I'm eating. I uh, know you are. <laughs> it does look good. <laughs> you should have put butter on it though. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that's indulgent. Uh, so twenties. Travel, did a lot of travel, so very grateful for that. Worked at some great companies, that was great. Started uh, a couple of businesses, that was great. Um, yeah, what? It, How what, many businesses, what have you had? So 20, what business did you have?
1: And yeah, then so, run me through your
0: career at, okay. for your 20s. Uh, for, from the 20, well, so Josh Jansen Productions was registered when I was 15 or 14, nine months, I got like the the um, the business registration or whatever. But my proper first business, I feel like this, it's like when you think about like what does it mean to have a proper business, right? Having staff and having like actually mm. like paying myself super, shit <laughs> like that. This is this <laughs> yeah, is yeah. my first, big media company is my first proper business in that respect and having people outside of myself that I need to, to, to um, worry about. But no, I was yeah. toing and froing. Early, early 20s, I had uh, MediaFlex, my business, but I was a bit half-assed into it. So at the same time as doing that, I was picking up some level of employment here and there. Uh, and yeah. then at uh, 20, uh, 21, 22, that was when I uh, worked at FIFA and Jewels as a digital content producer. Uh, and was there for a year before going on to Invato, which is a tech company and then Mm. six months after being at Invato, at the tech company I got to do this world trip where I went to um, 12 countries in 90 days and we went to and I filmed all of this great stuff so that was probably if I look at my 20s that was definitely a highlight yeah and then uh, going out on my own when like in my sort of later 20s so when i was like 20 26 or whatever and starting full stack films i think that was probably another pivotal moment because i was like more serious of like this is going to be a proper thing and then well the uh, decision
1: was made over an 80 percent hot chocolate oh yeah that was true yeah
0: yeah well so you and you and i were uh we would probably we'd never hung out before we, we had worked on a project uh, in uh, what uh, 2008 or 2009 mm. and um, had sort of crossed paths or whatever but never really had conversations in person and no. then yeah you uh, it would have been January of uh, 2016 uh, yeah you um, you said you Facebooked me and said hey I'm um, I'm fucking over this uh, radio job that <laughs> I can't I'm gonna go out on my own. Uh, I want to start doing video production. Uh, I know that this is stuff that you sort of do. Could we just have a chat and just... I'm sure you said, uh, Mm. "Can I pick your brains?" Yeah. And so, so we uh, uh, we went to um, we walked up to it was I was working at Invato at the time. We walked uh, to Brioche by Philip, which is like a sort of inner city uh, shop that has like pastries and stuff. I got an 85% hot chocolate. Do you remember what you got? I, I can't remember. Nah, I would have got a coffee and probably judged the fuck out of you. <laughs> <laughs> so I got my 85% hot chocolate and then we walked back and we went into – at Invato they have a, um, a a great courtyard. You know, they're in the middle of mm. the city but they've got this sick courtyard. And we sat and it was like, you know, January, so it's summer, it's warm. Probably could have gotten a nice uh, hot chocolate, to be honest. Nice chocolate, but whatever. And um, you and I had a conversation whilst I remember someone from Invato had just bought a drone and so they were oh, that's in right. the, the courtyard flying the drone around. Um, that's great. And so, anyway, you said to me, you were like, oh, yeah, I'm going to start my own thing, blah, blah, blah. And after that conversation, it was I spoke to you and then I spoke to uh, our mate Dan Wickman who was uh, doing his own thing. And I was like, man, I'm telling all these people, yeah, doing your own thing is the best thing you should be doing, blah, blah, blah. Thank you, Breezer. Breezer has just brought, uh, is it a jalapeno? A jalapeno and cheese um, bagel. So that's what I'm having for for Fat Fridays uh, from Office, which is um, uh, on Smith Street. Uh, A great, great... uh, Cafe, and I did, we yeah. we did pay for this. <laughs> I don't. Brie's saying it say it's from office, but we did pay for it. <laughs> but office is great. They are great. Yeah. Um, right. So the, you're telling all these people. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm telling thing. all these people do the thing. And I'm like, fuck it. I should too because at the time I had bought in October or sorry September of um uh 2015. So sort of six months or you know whatever it was, four or five months before you and I ch- spoke. Mm. I impulse bought uh, an $18,000 camera on my credit card and decided (laughs) I wanted to go to the Philippines and do a documentary film on fireworks because my fellow mate said it was a good story. And so I had done that, been there, filmed it and all that sort of thing. And I had just released, on New Year's Eve, had released the docu- the short documentary called goodbye philippines which has over 200,000 views on youtube now which is all right yeah i should be in a fucking ferrari it. now <laughs> so yeah so but you forgot to turn monetization <laughs> yeah, on. exactly yeah yeah no monetization um and so anyway after speaking to you i was like man i fucking I, this is why i love i love doing this stuff and mm. so i think um it's probably it was less than 10 days later i would have quit uh Vato, mm. which was a hard thing because i was there for two and a half years and it was mm. an epic place to work. like i got to do such cool shit and so that oh, was sort of my if, 20s and then it, 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 we, we found each other and started doing more things together yeah um you know we traveled around australia for um dfo insider which was, a, oh, that like was right. a, your uh your client um and uh yeah we, we filmed all of that sort of stuff which was fun and then uh, yeah. started doing the podcast. Mm. And then the back end of your 20s have disappeared. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now I feel like I'm 45 with the f- inflammation. Yeah. <laughs> just, just having just to have from, a fucking uh, cold shower just to feel like I'm living, you know? <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's the opposite of it's, thawing out. You somehow yeah. fucking thaw out from a cold shower. It's true. I literally, last night, I was like, fuck, I didn't ride the bike today. Just gonna stand in the cold shower. That will that will do the same thing, <laughs> you know. And you sort of, you sort of do for a second, you know. Yeah. Have I explained I mean, what, what, my twenties? Do you think you know? I love from a good work story. capacity. Yes, yes. Uh-huh.
1: But I think work is closely tied in with your passions and mm-hmm. and um, the people around you and you um, a journey with Brie of ten years. Like yeah, yeah. That's your twenties, right? Yeah, Brie's yeah. been there mm-hmm. that whole time, so her career's progressed and. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. We what did about the, personally? We did the like, how do you? Yeah, go on. How do you go? Per, like, what is personal for you mm-hmm. outside of work? You're not allowed to talk to work. Mm-hmm. And you, the travel thing. Like, I you don't just know, said, like that's so
0: much of everything I've ever done has been <clears throat> related to work. It always has. Mm. I mean, even when um, Bree and I had our epic trip, like a year and a half ago or two years ago or whatever, went away for three and a bit months. Europe and all of that. Like um, the daily talk show still felt like a big part of what we were doing when we were in mm. Europe. where we're racing around trying to find, you know, SIM cards for like 4G. So mm. when we're on a Greek island, I can um, I can still do my <laughs> podcast that you know, with with my mate that no one was really listening to.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's so funny. Mm. Um. So, you got your 20s, your the things you do personally. What about the friendships that you've had mm-hmm. over that time? Who's Who's been there mm-hmm. at the start of your 20s? Where have they gone and now? Mm-hmm. Like, what have you learned about friendships in your 20s? Because I think 20s yeah, are your sure. adult, is mm-hmm. is really the entrance to adulthood. Mm-hmm. At 18, you've just left school and you're feeling mm-hmm. still like a kid, I reckon. Yeah.
0: I did. Took me years. Yeah, I think it's um yeah, what have I learned? I mean, yeah, that's where Brie comes in, right? Like I think that Bree mm. and I have been that sort of it's that consistency from a from a friendship perspective. But then also I think I've been quite good at create like making friends in my twenties. If mm. that makes sense. Like I think that like a lot of that... you think about all the people that I'm closest to. It's like I didn't know I didn't know until my until mm. my twenties. Naysan... Uh, uh, you know, my mate, that was sort of like, what, 23, 24. Um, I also feel like I don't have, like, my friendships aren't really my age group. I've never, like, it's always like, mm. you think about like 90, Mr. 97, you know, being uh, 20, but then you've got like, fucking love Scooter, Scooter Derek or, yeah, I guess like Peach, Pete, uh, Pete Shepherds, uh my age. But yeah, I think I've yep. um yeah, what have I what have I learnt from a friendship perspective? I think that I've I think I'm pretty open. I think I'm pretty open to making friends. I think so it normally ends up landing related to what you're working on or what you're doing. And so mm-hmm. your friendship group becomes, you know, you, G B, Jess, Sev's. Like, it's all, you know, and then you think about, like, the Gronks. Just is listing you think- your staff. Yeah. By the time we've got 50 yeah, yeah, yeah. staff, you've got 50 <laughs> mates. Yeah, no, but you, th- like, think about the Gemma. We didn't, We like, I didn't know Gemma, what, like, two, yeah. two years ago or um, Pete. And, like, there's so many examples of, of, um, of that. I think there's a lot of people
1: that probably struggle to make friends in their... Older age, I had a client, older age meaning just adulthood, like mm-hmm. some finding friends as adults can be a different ball game to developing friendships as a kid. A, uh, one of my clients who, who was my brother's best mate used to train with me when I was personal training and he said, mate, I don't fucking want any more friends. I don't need any more. Like he, I think he had an aversion mm-hmm. to making friends as an adult because he didn't want to have to invest
0: that emotional labor. And I so, definitely I definitely go if, through those things. Like, I think I've gone through that. I've gone through times where I'm, like, I'm actually done, I'm closing shop for a bit, not, <laughs> not taking any friend requests, none of that sort of thing. I think yeah. um, maybe I'm even doing that. Like, if you think about it, I think like you, when you and I started the podcast, there was a year and a half where it was just like you and I, like, I wasn't really mm. seeing other people. <laughs> uh, <per se. laughs> now we've but, got an open relationship yeah, exactly <laughs> but no but do, don't you think like I've, yeah I definitely ebb and flow between like what I want where it's like mm. abundance friends and the other thing too is I feel like in those times when I do open myself up in regards to friendships I am such an open book and I make friends like Tony, uh, Tony Lodge is a great example from One Trick Tony her and I have become like great friends FaceTime uh, most days, love chatting. And so I'm very, like I'm open to, uh, fr- when I am open to friendships, I feel like I create mm. really deep friendships. But then I go through times where I'm like, can't be fucked, not going to really talk mm. to many people. But the good thing is that in like, people know that I'm there if they need me and vice versa. I know mm. that they're there. And then it's like you with Conspiracy Jimmy. It's like you can have a few months or whatever of not chatting. and But then when you're... Start talking, mm. it's it's uh it's like the same. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's the the history um
1: of all those years mm. and development of friendship that allows that, which is great. It and is funny who it mean,
0: drops off though, like you do that is a consideration, right? Where it's like mm. you have moments like, Oh, what happened to that person? Or oh man, yeah. remember when I was like spending or the other thing is um workplace friends. Like friends that you have at the work like I used to always think like it, it's funny how sometimes convenience is a big part of friendship. So if you're just like at an office, you just become friends with everyone at the office. But then when you leave, mm. you might stay in contact with two or three or whatever it is, but then yeah, it's it's very strange. Like you bump, like imagine you with say radio, think about how many deep connections you would have mm. at the radio station. Where it's like you had really intimate conversations or really big moments, yeah. but then you'd bump into them at the shopping center. It was sort of like, it's like oh, recreating the, or like sort of this speaking to a stranger that you're also very familiar with.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's like Stace from the Thinker Girls. Yeah. It's, um we had a unique experience of life together that was doing a breakfast radio show where you are, it's a unique friendship where you're very close talking about thi- like even just the the push to get two people to con- converse mm. the the ultimate goal there is form connection rapport and entertain and inform and so <clears throat> just that combination <laughs> I mean, that thing's a fucking nightmare I think I've had Imagine if I put butter on that. I know. Oh, Jesus. Too much. Too much. No, but you. So, so it is like a. Um, I was going to say like a relationship, but it, it is like elements of a relationship where you are getting quite close. Th- you know, through your words and like connecting and caring and listening and all of that stuff. So, they, they are, I think that's why work relationships can feel like that because you spend a lot of time together. You probably spend more time than you do with your your real besties if you you mm-hmm. know got those from when you're young or and then tr- you could travel with work, you could do all these things and so it is um it is cool, but I think it's um as you get older, maybe you get to categorize or just understand where these types of relationships sit and how you work. Mm. um what have you learned about yourself in terms of like? you know oh, that's me like if you got to identify with self mm-hmm. and you like you understand your traits or your quirks
0: and you are like that's me mm-hmm. what is I it i think it's like yeah what is it it's i mean there's a level of um there's a disconnect between where where always where i want to be what i want to be sort of where i want to be personally mm. versus where i am as in uh the You know, procrastination, all of these things are just like so cemented into me. But I know that, but I think that that's why self-development is really important to me. Like I think that I probably, I'm always like I could be doing more. I could fucking have this second brain should be fucking working by now. I should be like, (laughs) and so I think that I'm someone who isn't necessarily that unique or that sort of um, talented but I think that I'm like pretty, I've gotten pretty good at just like fucking up or like trying and then trying again. And so I think that Mm. it seems like the shit hot thing in 2020 to talk or like probably last year, like failure, right? Like, uh, it's, um, your success is like, you know, an equation based on failure or whatever they say. It's Mm -hmm. like, I think that I am someone who is completely fine with failing. Um, and so I think that potentially the shift for me, 20s to 30s, I think like 20s, I've gotten to do a lot of, like I think especially when you're in ISO, you start to reflect on, wow, look at all the shit that, <clears throat> that I have gotten to do. And so I think mm-hmm. that for me it's, and not brain eye not wanting to have kids, I think that it gives uh, another capacity. And I think for me that capacity is in, Helping other people, like how do they like how, especially because like I it was funny. I um a client I was talking to a client uh, the other day, and um they said something and they I said oh well you would have gone to a private school, and it was like it was a funny thing. I was like oh no no I just went to I sort of uh, wanted to um I sort of go self deprecating in those moments because I'm like oh what like because I understand that you hear the stories like when I was a kid. Remember my mum saying, "Yeah, this person, like, because I went to like a, a public school or whatever, you know, just in the burbs." I remember mum saying, "Oh, ah oh, so and so's husband will only hire people if they've been to a private school." It's mm-hmm. just like you know, fucking what a wanker type of thing, right? And but the, so the interesting thing is, I think I've definitely felt in my twenties, and Bree's felt the same way, mm. is that we've been in these meetings or conversations with people and you realize that the experience that other people have had is so different to the experience that you've had and so Mm. I think for me I have never felt necessarily that not that I belong but just like it feels like I've hacked my way to be where I am if that makes sense so mm. the french the friendships that I have or the the people that I know and all that sort of thing people just assume that I grew up in you know they, they, they just like your circles right like that people assume that it's like oh you you went to did you go to school with TJ or whatever it is and I think mm. there's obviously like the residual effect that I'm gaining from that but yeah I think that the the thing that I want to do is it's like help some of the people who it's like haven't necessarily had the network mm-hmm. or that haven't had yeah. that specific experience and being like actually let's just go on like enthusiasm and then like and mm. like you can all like if you find people that are enthusiastic they can be fucking great and so i think that, that i feel the responsibility where it's like helping helping people who it's just like you know they my parents weren't in the media or anything you know like you hear the story like you look at people who are really successful and i fall into like the comparison thing and then you're like oh it's a fucking different story that dude that's like was on set at the age of five because his dad was a director you know like everyone's got their version
1: but um, I definitely think um, Richard Jansen should be a political commentator. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It'd be great, man. Yeah, yeah. it would be great. Next, next
0: bolt. But the um, <laughs> <laughs> Does that does that make sense? Like does, does that oh, make yeah. sense? No,
1: but this is the shit that you come to terms with and it can mm-hmm. take thirty years before yeah. you really are like this is the story I've been telling. This is where what I've reconciled with it and how I deal with it and what I'm comfortable with and what I'm into uh, what 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 um brings the most um fulfilment to me like the helping other people it's like these are all great things that take a bunch of time and navigation to work out mm-hmm. and um and the the thing about life is that it, sometimes it just takes time yeah and and time's finite <laughs> and so yeah. you're ticking away but it's like it's like the people that make it air quotes later in life mm-hmm. you know it's like you could make it in any type of way, whether it be becoming the person you you know you want to be and living in alignment or fucking becoming a celebrity or building a business or having a fa- Like, all these things are versions of making it. But it's, um yeah, you're right. Comparison is the thief of mm-hmm. feeling in the moment and being able to enjoy the moment.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I so think it's- that it's like, and it's working out what... You know, like in business that you talk about, like competitive, what's your competitive advantage? Mm. And I think that a lot of people see the, you know, their how they were brought up or where they lived or, you know, whatever it is as um, a mark against their name to actually make it work. But I think that my perspective on those things have really shifted to be yeah, we don't, like I remember a specific moment being in Los Angeles with um, Naysan and we were at a cafe and had this realisation, so we'd just been to fucking YouTube, we'd been filming at YouTube, it was sick and I was like in a cafe and I was listening to the conversations around around me. This was like um, 20, uh, 2015 and every conversation was about content and like making it and like the project they're working on. And I think in the moment I was like, oh, this is sick. Like fucking this, everyone's doing it. Like this is like, Mm. this is, this is my world. But then I had this other moment and it was like after when I got home where I was like, there's so many people who are in Los Angeles or that are in these like key hubs that are all vying for the same thing. And there's just this sort of like um, homogeneity that happens where everyone becomes the same, same ideas, same thinking, same backdrops for films, same actors. And so, what I like is here, yeah. We like it is a much smaller market when it comes to entertainment, podcasting, whatever it is. But like that's our that's our unique selling prop that is like Mm. that's our competitive advantage that's the that's the reason why we can innovate and create and like we would just like we wouldn't look any different to anyone else in Mm. la and would be telling la stories or whatever it is where it's like we can at least bring in some of those new things and i think so part of it is just extending that where it's like how do we uh how do we try and it, it's working out the things that you thought that were your um the marks against your name they're actually mm. the things that make you unique definitely and what about one thing you want to achieve
1: in your 30s it could be mm-hmm. something big
0: something small something personal mm-hmm. um yeah i think it's like uh I lo- I love the idea of like having the t- a team that's developed and that it's, it sort of works. Like you want to, I think I want to create something that's not, like that's something that's way bigger than me that is feeding a bunch of other people. That's like they have their life and all that sort of thing and they can be fulfilled. Um, And so like, yeah, I think from a, an achievement perspective, it's, uh being able to watch other people around me succeed if that makes sense Mm. Mm.
1: that's
0: good it's um it's selfless
1: but also rewarding for yourself
0: yeah but also there's like so much i can't remember what it was there was a book where it's like there's like ego in all of these things right so like there's no doubt that like there's Ego and me wanting to be some sort of fucking puppeteer or whatever that's fucking making all these things happen. And, you know, I'm like a bit yeah, of a. It becomes a lot of pain, though, for you.
1: It, there's a lot yeah. of like a selfless act doesn't mean that it doesn't ha- that there's no impact for you. If anything, there will be pain mm-hmm. because you're trying to. It can just be, yeah, you can, you're looking to help others that help. I mean, this is selfless fucking acts make you feel good. And so, there is yeah. always a version of give back to f- f- to f- receive. But it's also like and diminishing...
0: So- I think there's like diminishing returns in regards to what I can do for myself personally. If that, if that makes sense. Mm. It's like when I was a kid, I wanted to like live... I wanted to live in the CBD. I had no fucking idea but back then. But like, it's just like you want to be fucking in the city, like in like amongst it. Like having an apartment... Yeah. Yeah, like g- growing up in the suburbs, having an apartment seemed like like a rich thing to do, right? Like if you had a f- if you're in an p- apartment, like if you're just like fucking living that life in an apartment, to yeah, me that yeah, was yeah. like a bit sexy, a bit cool. And so in some ways, it's like I feel that like Bree and I have gotten to do all the things we've wanted to do. We're like uh, living comfortably, all that sort of thing. And so then it's like, okay, let's. Like let's do other – because I know that by helping other people with all of that sort of stuff, there's like an element of – it does take – like the selfish thing is it takes – there's a level level of pressure because I think that like from a strategic perspective, I'm pretty good at like strategy and then Mm. unlocking things for people and working out how all the stuff is. I think for me personally, I struggle to do all of that and then execute, like always being able to execute on the ideas. It's just mm. a scale perspective. And so, by having mm. a broader group of people where everyone's executing, everyone's doing their thing, that's why I love like the network that we're building. It's like mm. Tony's kicking goals, Tully's kicking goals, Jess is smashing it, Sevs is fucking doing so many things in the back end that people haven't even seen yet. Mm. gb's developing creatively all the time and then even Mm. you with like all the systems and processes like i remember two years ago saying let's use asana or let's use this project Mm. management thing i remember bringing it up on the screen you're like i just fucking google docs is working josh i don't (laughs) want another fucking thing right but now it's like you come to me it's like i found this new thing i've created this fucking Mm, thing mm. this is like how we're going to do it and so that's that's cool Mm. yeah i love it I love it. All right, Happy Fat Fridays! Thank you. I'm gonna you eat, this, um, eat my
1: bagel now. I haven't had any of it. I'm yeah, fucking hungry. Yeah, yeah. This okay. may be the last episode. I might be so
0: so congested <laughs> after this. Yeah, yeah, it, a lot of flame. I won't yeah, exist. Yeah. What <laughs> happened? Like, I wonder. It, yeah, over over What does that mean? Mm, if that can be a thing, I don't know. Anyway, all right. Uh, hi at thedailytalkshow.com. If you want to send us an email, if you enjoy the show, uh, share it on Instagram. Share it with your mate. Uh, tag us up so we can say thank you otherwise we'll see you for weekend banter guys have a good one see you guys